You're listening to The Lovish Podcast, where we help Christian women of color go from feeling overwhelmed, invalidated, and unappreciated to boundary-enforcing, confident women embracing their unique identity and thriving according to God's word. In today's episode, we're talking about what vulnerability really means and why it matters for our relationships. Grab your tea, your coffee, or your smoothie, and let's chat. Welcome to The Lovish Podcast, a practical weekly podcast centered on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Now, sis, I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. This episode is brought to you by the Pink Emerald Retreat. At this three-day intimate weekend retreat for boss babes, high-achieving career women, and recovering strong friends, you're going to walk away with increased productivity, no more brain clutter, a customized plan of action for daily living and getting things done, a unique blueprint for your life, discovering your identity and purpose, and a stronger sense of peace without compromising your boundaries as you support and love on the people in your life. For more information, go to thepinkemerald.com forward slash retreat. Dang, girl, she said what? To who? Mm-mm, that's hot tea right there. Pour me some coffee. Hey, so I know you are maybe not used to having our coffee click combo right at the beginning of an episode, but since we are talking about vulnerability, and that's such a huge topic i felt like this entire episode is essentially a chat with a friend over coffee that's why i told you in the beginning grab your tea your coffee your smoothie or whatever (sighs) wow vulnerability so even sitting down to record this episode is like a little bit anxiety producing if I'm being honest just because vulnerability is something that we hear about so often but I almost feel like who's really doing it right (laughs) everybody's talking about it but who's actually doing it and it's such a big word with a powerful impact So um, according to Google, vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed. So that's why we don't want to do it in our relationships, huh? Nobody wants to risk looking stupid or feeling attacked, so we think it's better to hide. (laughs) 
And y'all already know, as a therapist, I'm going to tell you, like, no, (laughs) it's not better to hide. But here's what I don't get. Why do we all act like we can't have human experiences? Like, being vulnerable is being human. It is allowing yourself to be known, to be loved, to be who you are created to be. Like, legit, we know all of these cliche phrases, yet we don't offer ourselves the grace to exist in these cliche phrases. Like, oh everybody has a bad day but then when the person actually has a bad day it's like oh that person is xyz fill in the blank like no we can't rob ourselves or other people of these human experiences and i think that when we do that we hold ourselves to an impossible standard and we restrict vulnerability ultimately So everybody just walking around with, you know, making shame their bestie or making guilt their bestie or fear their bestie or doubt their bestie and so on and so forth because we're all afraid to just be human and to just be vulnerable and to say like, you know, I'm opening myself up to an attack here by putting myself out there. Humans have weaknesses. So why are we afraid to admit that? That is one of the biggest things for me, I will say, when I first like started to really get into Instagram, because I used to be um, very closed off and not really want to share a lot on um, Instagram. And I still kind of don't like doing the absolute most, but I understand that some level of vulnerability is required in order for my audience to trust me and for us to actually cultivate these relationships. That means that I myself have to be vulnerable. But prior to understanding that, it was super annoying to me to have these people held on really high pedestals with these impossible to match expectations. Does that make sense? Like, and so we have to realize that just because I'm a therapist does not make me any better or worse than you. Just because I am a wife does not make me any better or worse than a person who's not a wife. Just because I'm a mom doesn't make me better or worse than a person who's not a mom. Like, why are we putting these impossible standards on people when really, ultimately, We need to embrace our humanness because that's what's going to help all of us grow. And here's the real tea. Our perceived weaknesses are the very areas that God often uses to propel us into our next. So we're like waiting for some miracle to fall out of the sky. And God is like lean into that thing that you think is a weakness because that's what I want to use. That's the area that I want to put my super on your neck natural and make it explode for my glory so we're like looking around and it's right in front of us but we are too afraid to be vulnerable 
when we're not vulnerable, generational curses thrive. So I don't know if you guys listened to the episode on generational curses. If you didn't, go back and check out that episode um, because I don't want to get off track on what a generational curse is and all of that. But they thrive when we're not vulnerable. We need the space to validate human experiences and to give other people permission to have safe spaces and be themselves and make mistakes and learn and grow. That is being human. We're not going to get mad at a baby because a baby fell when they were trying to walk or get mad at a baby because they broke your glasses. Like these are things that babies do when they're learning. They don't know any better. And so we have grace for them. So why can't we also have the grace for ourselves or for other people? Being vulnerable allows you that grace. It allows you that safe space. It allows you to know that you are accepted regardless of the mistakes that you make. And we learn from the previous generation's mistakes. So the generational curse cannot thrive if I'm learning from what you already tried that you see me trying to do. You see me trying to do something, you come in and you tell me like, yo, I already tried that, I tried it this way, so perhaps you can try it this way. So we can learn and we can pick up lessons when we have these conversations. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, give me oddity, okay? I don't want the cute parts, okay? I want the cute, sweet parts of the tea. I want the bitterness too, sis. I wanna know what were the mistakes that you made? How did you feel when you made those mistakes? If we're gonna open up the floor for vulnerability and a safe space, we gotta be real about, you know what, I was big I was prideful. I was talking about sis. I was doing this. I was doing that. And here's the lesson that I learned as a result of that. Here's the generational curse breaking right here in our conversations. So generational curses can't thrive when we actually allow ourselves the freedom to be vulnerable, to be real. And in our vulnerability, in our sharing our stories authentically, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where his power swoops in and changes things. That's where he shifts the atmosphere. That's where he gives wisdom and knowledge on how to move forward in life. Another thing is when we are vulnerable, we actually change the world. Like, I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, we literally change the world. My mind goes back to um, when I had the opportunity to function as a part of a crisis team as a school social worker after a school shooting. That was a privilege and a gift because so many of us, if we've grown up in like at-risk neighborhoods or low-income neighborhoods or the hood, however you want to put it, we have these defeated mindsets before we even get started. And so this school was in one of those neighborhoods. And after the school shooting, I was talking to, we, we branched off into groups, and I was talking to um, the kids that were in my group, and I was telling them, y'all got the power to change this, because it's y'all's friends that are doing this. It's the people, the kids that you go to school with that have a gun and say, hey, yo, they piss me off, and I'm about to go get even, or I'm about to go do X, Y, Z, or 
whatever the case is, it's you guys that are talking. So you want to change stuff like this, holler at your friends. I'm not saying, I'm not even saying like, oh yes, I'm going to step out in the middle of a school shooting. That is not what I'm saying. That is not what I told them. What I'm saying is, it starts in your relationships. When you have those opportunities to talk to your friend because your friend feeling a little bit chaotic based on what just happened to them, you have the power to influence them on the next choice that they make. So I shared that with the students. And as we were talking about that in the whole group in front of the school, you know, someone shared, yeah, you know, Miss Hood said we have the power to change this and blah, blah, blah. And one of the teachers there said, you know, I really don't appreciate you coming in here telling them that they have the power to change this because they don't have the power to change this. They're going to go out there and listen to you and get shot. And my heart was hurting because if that's really how you see things, that is a very shallow perspective, number one. And number two, you know, I I stood up and reiterated again, I didn't mean for these kids to stand out in the middle of a gang fight and say, hey, guys, stop. Like, I'm not stupid. I grew up in the hood. I know you need to get low when they get to shooting. I'm talking about before that. I'm talking about in our everyday interactions. But I was grateful that she even stood up to say that because that is probably what some other people were thinking. And if we couldn't have the conversation around how this shifts and changes and I would have gone because I didn't work at that school, then this is what these kids are left to believe. So I had to tell her, yeah, I work at this school in an affluent neighborhood, but I'm actually from the hood, sis. So I'm not coming out here from no affluent place trying to tell these kids something that I don't know anything about. I'm telling you how it changes. I'm telling you how things shift because I did grow up in the hood because I do know that you have the power to influence someone based on your ability to provide them with a safe space. So we unlock each other's purposes by pouring into one another. Your freedom inspires me to pursue freedom. As a kid, I was able to observe people coming into our schools, into our churches, into these different environments and sharing about their life, being vulnerable about where they came from, about how they achieved what they achieved, learning that is what inspired me to pursue the very same things. (laughs) To go to a four-year college when community college is what was common. To pursue opening my own private practice when it's common to simply work somewhere. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the nine to five at all or that there's anything wrong with community college or anything of the sort. What I'm saying is there is a stigma that was attached to the neighborhood that I grew up in. And had I not seen someone else be vulnerable and share their story of how they made it out the hood, that would not have inspired me to make it out of the hood. So our stories inspire other people to pursue freedom. Our actions have a very powerful ripple effect when we take up the space that we were designed to take up.
so many times we are afraid to show up as our full self and our full capacity that's why I told you guys in the last episode that I was leaving those singing clips inside of the podcast because I want to show up as my full self when I show up on this mic, when I talk to you guys about having authentic conversations, because me being myself and being vulnerable and sharing my life and my journey and my testimony with you guys over the airways, that's going to inspire you to go out and pursue what God called you to do. It's going to inspire you to show up big, you to show up vulnerably, you to share your story, you to unlock somebody else's purpose. So our stories have a very powerful ripple effect when we lean into who he called us to be. Let's take a really quick break and have a word from our sponsor for this episode. Hey girl, did you know that statistics show black women have a higher chance of developing high blood pressure and other subtle life-threatening diseases? Not to mention the mental health diagnoses we don't talk about. As a licensed therapist, I talk to women both in and outside of my office about ways to take off the superwoman cape and be themselves. Being a black therapist, I know how culturally we're often pressured to set aside our own mental wellness to do what we have to do. Girl, I've been there and I've learned how to stop the cycle and now I teach other women to do the same thing inside of the Pink Emerald Collective. The Pink Emerald Collective is centered on three pieces, establishing our identity, providing you with practical strategies and solid connections with a squad. Take Shanetta, for example. She thought she didn't have the time or the money to invest in herself because she thought it meant taking up a lot of space in her schedule when she had a lot to do. She also thought it might mean spending a ton of money for something that would give her temporary or superficial results like a massage or a bubble bath. Now don't get me wrong, sis, that stuff has its place, but it's not gonna help you take off the cape and flourish in life. Shanetta was tired of putting herself on the back burner. She joined the Pink Emerald Collective and learned how to carve out time for herself, resting intentionally, making boundaries her bestie while loving on the people in her life. And she is now connected to a tribe of amazing women who value sisterhood just like her. Enrollment for the collective with the 14-day trial is now open. And when you join, you get access to our free bonus course, The Boss Babe Reset, a 30-minute bite-sized masterclass to help you reset your routines. So if you're tired of being put on the back burner and you're looking for a squad, go to thepinkemerald.com forward slash collective to join today and grab your freebie. Another thing that we miss out on is the fact that vulnerability allows your relationships to thrive. When you're actually vulnerable, you have solid, healthy relationships. How many times have, you know, something happened in a relationship and 
you say to the person, I really wish you would have just told me versus trying to guess how you think I would act and making it harder on yourself. Like, girl, you could have just told me that I would have fill in the blank. But because of a lack of communication or fear of being vulnerable, the other person or even you sometimes assumes what you feel like the other person is going to think or feel. We have got to stop doing that. Don't assume you know what the other person thinks or feels. I tell my clients all the time, when you do this, you actually rob yourself of the ability to be loved and supported by your friends. Like, your friends probably litty as ever, but you won't find out because you're too afraid to become vulnerable with them. So if you have people in your life that are like, yeah, girl, you can talk to me. Yeah, you can do X, Y, Z. I'm not saying just like let it all hang out. Yeah, you got to have a testing period. And yeah, you got to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. But don't use that as an excuse for why you are not being vulnerable in your relationships. And the thing about it is you get to choose how vulnerable you are with what relationship And again, ask God for wisdom. So every relationship does not require the same level of vulnerability and they don't even deserve the same levels of vulnerability. You're not going to be as vulnerable with your boss as you are with your spouse. Like, no, that's just a little bit weird (laughs) and crosses professional boundaries. So you have to use wisdom with how vulnerable you are and choosing which relationships you are actually vulnerable in and then like I said asking God for wisdom maybe in some of your relationships you became a little bit too vulnerable so now you feel really uncomfortable asking God God is this a person that I should be vulnerable with or is a person that I need to be guarded with And sometimes, you know, God will tell you that there are certain things you need to guard that maybe you don't need to share with that person, although this is a person you can be vulnerable with. For example, if the Holy Spirit has you in a season where you are creating something, maybe that's not the time that he wants you to release what he whispered in your ear for you to create to this person. So this person is someone that you can be really vulnerable with, but it's just not the time to release what God has told you, if that makes sense. It's time to talk about what I've been loving, product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Girl, what is your skincare routine like? Spill the tea on it. I want to know. No, seriously. This week, I am absolutely loving Fenty Skin and the PMD brush. So shout out to Rihanna, Black Girl Magic, Billionaire Status. Yes, girl, we see you out here. You are an inspiration, boo-boo kitty. Um, But shout out to Rihanna for creating an amazing skincare line. Um, I don't know if you guys watch YouTube reviews before you actually get products but I do I'm the type of person that be like what the reviews say though like I hear what the company say but what the reviews say sis and most of the reviews out there 
say that Fenty Skin is really good. Of course, there are, you know, a lot of pros and cons out there depending on your skin type. But um, for me, I was just really excited to try something that um, kind of like reduces the amount of products that I use because I was using like six to seven products on my face and I don't want to compromise my skincare routine because I think it's really important to take care of yourself in all areas of life. So what I love is that um, like Rihanna's uh, Total Cleanser is a makeup remover and a cleanser all in one. One of the YouTube videos that I watched was like, nah, girl, this don't work. It was still stuff on my face after. So I was a little bit nervous when I first tried it. But when I tell y'all that I put it all on my face and truly tested the waters to see how it performed I like had a full face of makeup on and I did not use a wipe or anything. I just used like a dab of the total cleanser and I used the cotton ball afterwards to test it and see if my skin was completely clean. Since when I tell you that skin was clean, hunty, that skin was clean, baby girl. And what I said to my best friend is, I don't know if that can be attributed to the fact that I use the PMD brush as well or if that is solely based on Rihanna's products because the PMD brush for those of you don't know who don't know is just a face brush that is a silicone head it is battery operated and it's amazing it exfoliates and goes deep into your pores to bring the dirt to the surface of your skin and you wash you know your face or whatever and it feels amazing as you're washing your face so i use that in combination with rihanna's total cleanser and baby girl when i tell you it was not a stitch of makeup left on my face there was not a stitch of makeup left on my face honey so um this is not sponsored for pmd or fenty it is just like i said a product recommendation and what i am loving this week if you try fenty skin or the pmd brush sis let me know holla at me out in these social media streets and let me know if you love it hate it or in between All right, sis. So today was just a sisterhood soul chat for us to talk openly about the V word, vulnerability. And I really don't even know why we're so nervous about that word. As a quick recap, we talked about how our perceived weaknesses are the very areas that God uses to propel us into our next. We talked about how when we are not vulnerable, we are allowing generational curses to thrive. And when we are vulnerable, we change the world because we unlock other people's purposes by pouring into one another. We also talked about how vulnerability allows your relationships to thrive. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the love, sis. Send this episode to a friend, to your mama, to your granny, to whoever. <laughs> and then if you have about 60 seconds, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. 
Reviews help the podcast to grow and open up the door for more authentic conversations. If you would like to catch up with me on a daily basis, go ahead and follow me out on these social media streets at Cedar Hood on Instagram. All right, loves, I will talk to you next time.